and welcome to I Want to Be Your Canary. This is a Final Fantasy podcast. As always, I am here with my two dear friends, Mr. Scooter. Hey, everybody. And the six foot nine nightmare <laughs> from Arizona, the Tower of Power. He makes the Tower of Babel look like the Tower of Dribble. <laughs> Mr. Dyston. <laughs> what, what, what an introduction. Glad to be back. <laughs> I've seen this man dunk all over other people. So, remember what I used to call you in college? Mr. Blockington. Mr. Blockington. Dr. Blockington Dr. and Mr. Dunk. <laughs> Dr. Blockington, Mr. Dunk. Okay. Nice. Uh, you may not know this, Scoot, but uh, Dyson, you're from Arizona, right? That's correct. Right and uh, senior night, his parents were unable to come out to senior night to walk him onto the court for his senior game. So who walked Dyson out uh, on senior night on his final game? Oh, Father That's Cullen himself. Nice. Oh, you know it. Yep. <laughs> was that the Was that the night that that Mark Shalala Shalala hits the three from? Uh, from half court. Remember that? No, that that wasn't that. That was actually the night where I hit a three. Oh yeah, that's I remember. Yep. Big, to, like Shaq out there hitting threes. We have to do a basketball stream one of these days. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm gonna tell you about my heckling, mm-hmm. which was excellent. Mm-hmm. All right, but anyway, we should probably uh, get to what the people want. Hey, uh, tonight we are going to be talking a little Final Fantasy VIII. Little Final Fantasy VIII, which is always fun, because Final Fantasy VIII had a lot of haters. Uh, you know, it did, and still probably does. Uh, for what it's worth, it was a great game. It definitely had a f- uh, many flaws, so you know, uh, I'm sure we'll go over some of that. Do you think it had more or less flaws than other um, Final Fantasy? games and you know in the series Uh, i think it was probably just critiqued harder because it came out after arguably the best final fantasy ever right yeah that's a that's a tough act to follow Mm -hmm. absolutely uh before we get started just wanted to say you can catch us on twitter at canary podcast that is at c-a-n-a-r-y-p-o-d-c-a-s-t uh, follow us, interact with us. We'd love that. And I should probably just put a disclaimer out here just for everybody to, to let you just know that we kind of come into these shows. And like I said in the trailer, if you've listened to the trailer, we talk about these these games and Final Fantasy the way we remember it and the way that we like it. So, Colin, I'm going to uh, just prove to you that you're wrong. Here are my notes tonight of okay. what we're going to be talking about uh, for the world out there. If you want evidence of my Here are mine, pre- which is just four, four kids. Here's four kids' names I've written down who don't participate in my class. So, we don't But we don't lives. always have the have uh, most well-researched and most well-remembered uh, stuff. So if uh, you are looking for absolute facts without question. This place um, right here. <clears throat> this ain't it, baby. Oh, this ain't it. This is not it. This is all fluffy feeling emotions and uh, mm-hmm. reminiscing of nostalgia and uh, old brains. So We're having some fun. Yeah. 
we're having some fun. So with that being said, with that official disclaimer out there, um, Final Fantasy VIII came out, I think I was in sixth grade, which makes it about 1998-ish. Uh, I think that may have been the the release date, 98 or 99. But it was a it was certainly a tough act to follow because you're right, Scoot. It was coming off of Final Fantasy VII, which we know today is one of the best games ever. But even back then, it was it was such a revolutionary game uh, in its in its own um, because it was on a next gen system at that time. Graphics were like we'd never seen, and so it was a lot to live up to, kind of like you said. Yeah. Um... Even, you know, as somebody that didn't fully finish 7 before 8 came out, I was uh, a little bit skeptical of, you know, even picking it up right away because 7 was just so good. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't think anybody could make a better game than that at the time. But, you know, again, 8 was a very good game. Um, mm-hmm. Still enjoy playing it over and over again. Dice? You know, y- you guys talk about the... Uh the bridge from seven to eight and the the mechanics of eight took such a big turn from seven that that was one of the biggest things that i remember standing out to me at when it first came out to when i first played eight i didn't enjoy it as much at first because there was just so many new elements that i was really really unfamiliar with at the time and i'm trying to recall what age i was when eight came out do you do you know the year it came out anybody i mean i, I think it was 98 because i think i was in sixth grade yeah so i, so. I mean 98 so I'd, I'd be nine so oh gosh let's take a look it came out in 99 sorry 99 february of 99 fourth or fifth grade and i just <laughs> i remember the the junction system the guardian forces my my uh my fourth grade brain was having a difficult time wrapping <laughs> its head around it, which yeah. frustrated me a little bit at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we'll get into the, the junctioning system soon, but uh, before the show, we were just kind of chatting about how bad the tutorial was at the beginning of the game, trying to explain some of that stuff. Uh, it it kind of worked, but to be honest, I still felt pretty lost at the start of this game. No, yeah. big time. I, uh, for eight, I, I actually, let me readjust here. I actually recently replayed eight. Um, and so I, I do have a, a little bit of insight, uh, fresh insight on it. But the tutorial at the beginning there was a lot of and i wonder if it was because they they're just like hey there's a lot of new mechanics new stuff in here there was yeah but yeah it was i don't i don't know maybe having a tough time remembering maybe back then it, that was more common in games i, I don't know but uh, yeah i don't, I I don't mean, think I, it was I, I agree but with you it seems like there was certainly less hand holding in the the older generation games yeah, oh, for sure. They, they kind of threw you in and said, well, fi- figure it out, buddy. Buckle up. You know, but and we'll talk about this, but the 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 junction system was like nothing that we'd ever seen. So for them to give a little, hey, say, hey, here's a little tutorial on how to do this was probably necessary because oh, yeah. it 
if you like, oh, I got this game and in order to figure out, oh, now I have to buy a book. Now, like we talked about the game guides to figure this out. Yeah. At least you didn't have to do that, right? right. At least right. you didn't have to buy the game guides in order to figure out. Um, so that that tutorial may have been helpful or else you might go, this is so complex. And I, I what am I supposed to just figure this out on my own? Well, and, and you know, so I remember just like... I, I was overwhelmed by it to a degree to where I just treated it like it was a standard RPG game to where I was like, all right, I'm just going to grind. I'm going to grind. I'm going to make my character stronger. And, and then and by doing that, I'll be able to overtake these enemies. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get into like the the leveling system later yeah. in, this, in this podcast. But it, it was a very unique experience. I was certainly turned off at first with Final Fantasy VIII, but I, I, think I, I have yeah. grown to love it. I think a lot of us were because, you know, again, it was just such a uh, change of pace of, uh, you know, from seven. Um, seven had the materia system and a lot of things that you got real comfortable and familiar with that were pretty straightforward, you know, for honest. You equip some materia, you get the ability, and you got to just keep it there until you learn it kind of thing. Mm. Um with the GF system, it was sort of similar, but there was a lot of nuances to it with how you could use it. Um, and I think, uh, again, Dice, we talked about the ability to allow the computer to kind of take over for you and automatically junction stuff if you a just wanted to be late. mistake. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if you did do that, you could beat the game, there's no doubt, but it wasn't the best route by any means. Absolutely not. Um, so the, the computer did not have your best interests at heart. No, no. But uh, um, anyway, I, yeah, I, I remember one of my earliest memories about Final Fan earliest memories about Final Fantasy eight was uh, I went I, I memorized in sixth grade and I went to an elementary school still I wasn't in middle school. And I remember at recess walking around the perimeter with that kid who was also a Final Fantasy fan. And I just remember us griping and be like, are you kidding me? It's a love story. A love story? Like, I, I remember that being just a big point of, like, contention. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I was 11 or yeah. right in there, so 12 years old. So th those things didn't appeal to me at right. all. Right, um, right. I or mean the, yeah. with the idea that the entire game, I, I, I guess I probably thought like, oh, the entire game is going to be wrapped around this one love story and that's what's going to drive this. And that was off-putting to me, even though that wasn't necessarily the actual case. Hold on, I got to say, I, I thought you were going to say me and my friend were looking around the school, look at, looking for junction points. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say we weren't? <laughs> No, uh, the introduction of this game, like you're saying, though, even the, the opening uh, cutscene, it's amazing. And the music, oh. amazing. All of it was, you know, again, mind-blowing for the time and everything. Uh, fight with Seifer, classic scene, all that. But uh, it was kind of off-putting in the sense of, yeah, it seemed like you were going to be in for a love story drama, which you kind of were to a point. Yep. But there was a lot uh, more going on, of course, so. Um, opening up the game, like you talked about, I don't think that there's ever been a more climactic, better opening scene than Final Fantasy VIII. I, I don't think that Final Fantasy VII's remake touches it. I think that yeah, yeah. That's, that song and that uh, montage yeah. is 
peak Final Fantasy, and I don't know that that's going to be a tough one to beat. That's going to be a really tough one to beat. I think the only one that could beat it is a Final Fantasy VIII remake in which everything is done uh, even better. Is is Colin, but, is Colin calling it? Is he calling no, Final Fantasy VIII remake? Twenty twenty. No, that's between that's between Ross and Scooter about which one's coming out first. So. Never going to happen. <laughs> We got a bunch of non-believers. It's never going to happen. <laughs> a bunch of non-believers. So, but um, I, I, to start off the game, like, that's the first thing you see. It's like, whoa, you're getting your doors blown off. Like, it is, you know, graphically, it, at that time, it was even better than 7. Um, yeah. The music, that opera tone, uh, it, it was... It was amazing. It yeah. was beautiful. And, and it, it, oh. well, I mean, if if we could just speak to the graphics for a moment, like you're saying, uh, right after that cutscene was when you got the first time to see the in-game graphics, mm-hmm. and it was the you know you're laying there a squall in the uh, hospital bed, and um, oh gosh, doctor, I want to say it starts with an N, but I forget the name that you have to play cards against to get Squall's card uh, later in the story. Anyway, you get to see the character models for the first time in the world and everything in the game. And it was a noticeable difference from seven. You weren't playing these like Lego, you know, weird polygon kind of (laughs) characters anymore. You were playing like what looked like a almost human, you know, model of a character, correct proportions and everything. Yep. Um, so it was a lot more realistic than seven right out, out of the gate um, in the graphics sense. Um, I liked it a lot because of that. They, they definitely took it a different route. I'm seeing in the chat right here. I remember buying Brave Fencer Musashi for the Final Fantasy VIII demo. I remember that too. And and shout out to Brave Fencer Musashi because oh. that game was... Uh, <laughs> I didn't that know was they a, did that. Oh, that was a great game. Yeah, that had the Final Fantasy VIII demo. I remember that. You played kind of the first mission there. Really? Um, yeah. So they did it like the bombing mission in Seven, because I remember they had a demo disc that you could also kind of get with mm-hmm. Seven, right? Same idea. Huh. I never knew that. Yep. Um, Dice, what do you think about that opening uh, sequence? Uh, you know, I mean, I feel like you can say that about essentially all the Final Fantasy games like that they really do put a lot of love into the intro sequence like really do a good job trying to pull you in in those first 10 15 minutes so i mean as far as like at the time yeah i loved it i I think it was a it was a great opening scene but yeah it's the final fantasy game genre in, in general they really seem to go out and try to pull you in in those first 10 minutes though yeah it, and I, and I think they did a good job and and I, I think and then to open up the way that they do um, like you said scoot you realize you're not just playing a bunch of different polygons kind of put together they actually make an attempt to go oh man this is like this looks like a Fear. person and at that point in our video Push. gaming lives we're like, that looks little like box to its limit yeah I'm it, pretty sure that's an actual person yeah it was real life you're playing real life you were squall but yeah, no. So graphically, I mean, you know, I enjoyed uh, the direction that they took with it, um, all of that. So anyway. All right. So you, uh, you kind of in, in the setting of this, I know we're not going to talk story, but the setting of this is very different from Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy yeah. VII has this 
uh, kind of dystopian. Well, you start off in this dystopian um, kind of not a post-apocalyptic city, but you know what's going to become one probably pretty soon yeah. if they don't get it under control. Yeah, uh, you, you kind of start off in school, and so it's it's a quite the shift in play style or excuse me in setting. Yeah. You're starting off in, in kind of the school. Uh, it know? was extreme. I don't know about you guys, but it was very relatable to a point. I know we were younger sure. than the characters in the game mm-hmm. playing it, but when you started, did much. you? Did you, well, yeah, but did you feel like, huh, okay, uh, this is what it could have been like in a weird, you know, uh, parallel universe uh, or mm-hmm. whatever? Well, um, and, and, and you know, it's almost interesting because, like, when, when you're dropped into a school, I mean, I, I have to I have to believe that a large uh, of the gaming base were, like, high school teenage students. So, I mean, you, you do get, like, that that kind of connection to your characters right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and you're 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 pretty introduced to most of the characters pretty dang quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's you, something uh... that um in, in sometimes in Final Fantasy games, it takes a while for you to uh you know, meet all of the characters. But in this game, it, it happens pretty quick. You know Quistus because she's your teacher. Um, you know Zell because he's your classmate. Selfie the same. No, wait. Can't remember. Not selfie. She, she, um, well, she comes over from a different school, but you she meet does. her right away. Yeah, yes. You're right. Yep. Um, and then Irvine, you you know, you meet in that kind of that mission where you're going to snipe the. Not too far after the, the first president. Mission. Yeah. Or not the. I'm sorry, not the president. You're you're sniping the sorceress, and uh, Renoa, you meet on the timber mission. So. I feel like there's one that I'm missing there. Quistus. Uh, Quistus, Zell. He said Z- Renoa. Oh, I, don't, I don't think you said Zell, but yeah. Selfie. Okay. Well, they're all there. Gang's all there. But you kind of meet everybody pretty quick. And yeah. um, that's kind of cool, I guess. it was. I felt like it was a little bit different. It was like, here's your party. And now you don't know at the beginning if it, if this is going to be like Final Fantasy VII where you meet new people in the beginning or or as the game goes on. But it's kind of like you got your party early and, uh, you know, you're, you're moving along. So now I think like we've talked about, kind of the biggest driver of Final Fantasy games, I guess the biggest make or break point is... That, the fighting system or the battle system in this one dice what do you think about the battle system in this one you know so i again it goes back to i didn't fully understand it at the time i i i was i wasn't fully optimizing my characters because i didn't understand the junction system which was a huge huge part of combat so for when i was first playing through this I treated it like it was a standard RPG game. Like for me, it was more about, hey, let's make sure I got all my characters equipped with the latest and greatest weapons. Make sure I'm, I'm re- really paying attention to that. Let's let's make sure I'm grinding, trying to make sure I'm, I'm staying ahead of the characters, the, the enemies I'm fighting against. Mm-hmm. But but li- little did I know that all, all of my efforts were were doing me no good. And I and I would say I actually got pretty far into the game. I. I I think it was two podcasts ago I, we talked about, but I i mean, I got all the way to like the final boss, kind of treating this like a standard like 
RPG game, and I was just setting my Guardian Forces to auto, really wasn't optimizing. But it, it wasn't until I got to the final boss that I just got smoked, and and I and I had <laughs> I to I'll, and I had yeah. to really really dive into the literature about Guardian Forces yeah. and, and try to educate myself on this. I think you're not alone. That last boss fight was eight different modes of hard. Yeah, so. it, I mean, it, it just destroyed me. It completely made me had to had to di- dive deep into the into the books and and, and tr- learn that Guardian Force system in and out. Yeah, it was nope. the yeah the junction system was certainly uh, it was unique, it was kind of revolutionary, and it also rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah, it was a it was a big point of contention for that uh, for the game. Scoot, what'd you think of it, man? The GF system specifically. Sure. Um, I mean, again, it was new. It was different. Um, it wasn't very clear out of the gates, kind of like we talked of how it functioned, but. I got the basic idea of it. I thought it was kind of fun is that you have to go out. It, it gives you an incentive to get the GFs, right? Your your mm-hmm. summons in this game. So you have a strong incentive to go out and collect more and use them because when you use them and equip them, you know, uh, after a while you uh, gain their abilities. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I liked that idea of how, you know, that worked. Um, I, I was also one of those kids that was blissfully unaware of just how strong it was or how, how much you could really manipulate it, um, you know, by uh, uh, drawing with the draw system. You draw those, you know, blizzigas or fire guys and you equip them uh, to your summon slots. And then it just changes the whole game then once you figure that part out. Yeah. Um, so I liked it. Um, it wasn't my favorite. I still think I kind of prefer nine and the materia system, to be honest. Um, but you know, it didn't. It, it. I still enjoy playing the game for what it is, and I still enjoy the GF system. So it wasn't broken by any means. When when you say you, it, you prefer nine in the Nine's, materia system. So nine yeah, and also seven's materia system. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just want yeah make sure. Because yep. nine has a pretty unique system too, but um, the battle system, I, I thought that the uh, it, it certainly was another level of detail that you had to pay attention to if you really wanted to maximize. Um, in this game, absolutely, in, like, oh. even even more so in this game. Yeah, yeah, so. and, and that was could be intimidating. Um, it was it was kind of a time suck uh, if you really wanted to optimize. Uh, your characters, but it also made you put in time. If you really wanted to optimize your characters, you were going to have to do a little bit of work to figure out exactly um, what works. The actual battle system itself was, you know, very similar to to seven. But one mm. of the big things that it had that was I thought cool was the ability for when you came up with Squall and swing your sword, and you could trigger to have that extra shot. Uh, come yeah. out of the gunblade. I thought that that was cool, and like we've talked about in previous episodes, summons or guardian forces were were created in a way that you could use them a lot differently. Um, not only were yeah. they huge hitters, but they were a great, like you've said before, Dyson, a great defensive tactic mm-hmm. to play with them. Um, as far as summoning systems go or the way that summons were used, how do you guys feel 
like like Guardian Forces compared to other uh, Final Fantasies? Like it more or less or mm, in the middle? Dice, I'll let you go first on this one. Hmm. The size says it all. Yeah. No, I'm trying. I'm trying to decide what, where I rank it. You know, for for me, it's probably if we're just talking about. So, are are, are you factoring in how much they tie into like your character stats, or or just strictly like summoning? Just in just in battle. Just in battle. Okay. Just summoning them. Yeah, I I would probably rank it middle of the pack for me. I, it, it doesn't really stand out, but it's not a bottom. It's not a bottom dweller either. What, you don't like smashing the square button until the thing just falls apart in your hands? I mean, <laughs> I, I, that's I do not, not fun. like that. No. Uh, it is. Yeah. yeah I, it, like, we, we, we've, talked, we've talked about the, like, how, how visually appealing the game was at the time. So, obviously, like, for, for the time, like, I, I greatly enjoyed that. But, uh, yeah, just, just summoning itself, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't the greatest for me. Hmm. Scoot? Yeah, besides, you know, the defensive bonus that you get uh, while you're casting the summon for that, you know, extra chance to survive a hard fight um, and the cool visuals, of course, uh, put those two aside. Uh, the only other benefit they had was, again, smashing the square button, uh, you know, over seven. Like, there really wasn't much of a difference. Um, so they added some features didn't didn't break it for me definitely not my favorite of the series uh, i think 10 still for whatever reason yeah i just like how 10 did it um yeah yeah i mean for as far as using it in battle i think it's one of the ones that i enjoy more for sure um being able to it, it it's far and away the most powerful attack that you have oh I, I mean absolutely yeah and some of the final fantasies that's not the case it, it seems like in some final fantasies that um the uh the summons are just kind of like boosted black magic spells and that's not the, that's yeah. not the case here and i like the the defensive way you could use it and kind of off topic i think that they had some of the most hilarious summons they, in eight. they had some off the wall ones with this one for sure i mean go ahead if you want to touch on one or two of them uh brothers was hilarious brothers um, was fun brothers where they do the the rock paper scissors yeah. to see who gets to get thrown up yeah. and uh uh giant cactor is Always is a, a hoot. um fighting him's a bear but you know, the Doom Train was just a Doom Train goofy one what? that I really liked, <laughs> and it's like it 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 was really good if you're trying to put status ailments on somebody. But you know, yeah, where you're going to use the Doom Train, you're not, you know, it's not going to work so much against bosses, right, or those big hitters. But you know, it's yeah. good against normal enemies, I guess. You know, so Colin, you you talked about how powerful the summons are. And, and I feel like I recall playing through that game the first time, and I, I must have gotten pretty far into that game with just summoning that, that first summon Quizzicoddle. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I, I was just spamming him just right off the bat every time I got into a fight, spamming that thing. And so, he, I mean, he got me pretty far into the game. So I, I would definitely agree. Very overpowered early game. Yep. Yeah, and just devastating, 
devastating um, attacks. So uh, really, really, I really enjoyed the summoning system in that one. And it outside of battle, they added a big variable that we had never really seen before as far as personalizing your character. And I thought that that was pretty important. Um, yeah, and, and I, see, I just thought it was gutsy. If if you if we're factoring in how much they how important they are outside of battle, they they uh, they they climb the ranks up for me. I, I I enjoy them much more. But but just specifically using them for fighting, was it? Eh, it was okay. Yeah, that's fine. I, I get it. I get it. Um. Scoot, what do you got there on your on your paper? I don't want to. I'm just looking, you know, uh, maybe chat a bit about the uh, how the party system itself kind of functioned in this one over seven. Uh, how many slots and characters were we allowed at one time? Four. Yeah, this was a threezer. Yeah, this was three. Three. This was a threezer, and you had six characters uh, the entire time. Right. Uh, so, there, there was more party splitting in this game, I think, than yes. any game beforehand. So yeah. And a lot of that had to do with how the storyline kind of functioned too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I'm, you know, we'll talk about that another time. But uh, th- so you had a three-person party, uh, sometimes less, especially early on. It was you know single or or duo. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of that, yep. You weren't allowed to trade people in and out. Um, you, I'm just trying not to like ten. Out. No. Yeah, yeah um, not like, like ten. Obviously, you could. Uh, you know, you had access yeah, well, to most of your characters most of the time. That what you could... was unique specifically about eight, I guess, in the in the party system? Or um, I'm just trying to think if there was anything that really stood out. I mean, the the biggest um, thing is drawing the magic from the enemies, right? I mean, that, that's like the big right, right. The big one. Mm-hmm. That's how most of the grinding went, anyways. Yeah. I just remember finding a fish on a beach and just, you know pulling out as 99 spells that i could out of it to yeah. <laughs> uh, boost my own stats or whatever yeah i mean so as uh, far as far as combat like itself goes i i feel like colin you kind of mentioned this but it was pretty dang similar to final fantasy 7 yeah it was cer- certainly a lot like under the hood that was different but the fighting itself was pretty comparable the the big difference would certainly be the draw system yeah, the, and the draw system was a point of contention for a lot of Final Fantasy fans. So we might as well just... Another, another big thing which I didn't fully understand playing through my first time, yeah. It, it, it made... Okay, so knowing that the draw system was there made, gave me more trepidation about using magic. Because it was like it was kind of yes. like one of those things like, do I want to use it now? Yeah, 100%. And the more that I use, if it's equipped as one of my stats, you're losing your stats. You're losing your stats, right? I so rarely use magic, I want to say, my first playthrough because of that fact. It's like you're saving money in a bank to get Mm -hmm. better, and then you want me to spend it during the fight so I get worse? Or Nah, I don't like how this is working (laughs) out. So, Well, and, uh, and, you know, I, I recall that I didn't draw much from the bosses and some of those bosses i uh, mean they have some of the best the best items to draw right the best magic yeah, to draw. And, uh, and, and that's where you get some of the guardian forces is yeah from bosses so you kind of always had to be on alert you absolutely did to, to and you know you'd come across it's like a question mark question mark question it's like oh what is this 
What, what do we yep. have here? <laughs> yep. Is it going to be Kiriga 4? Or... Yeah. So, but that's another good point, though, is that in the party system in the battle uh, menu, you were only allowed to assign a few slots of abilities like use items was a whole yep. ability slot yep use draw was, a whole was, ability it, was, slot. was it like 30 spells or something you could have equipped uh, there was a limit to a lot of stuff yeah so yeah you, you could only yeah, draw you, so you can only have so much in your in your draw but scoot mm -hmm. i think uh, i'll go ahead and finish what you were saying scoot because i was about to no. to jump on that I mean, it, it just it kind of forced you to really be strategical with how you were setting up your uh, three-person parties. For me, at least, I had one person dedicated to drawing. Usually, it was my weakest character, <laughs> you know, <laughs> is that they had the draw system and they were based, you know, on cures or whatever else. And then the other two were the damage dealers. But um, if you didn't have that one person to draw, like you were saying, Colin, I remember I it was one of my playthroughs of eight. That I forgot to get uh, Siren or something, one of those GFs, and I kept going, God, I, I forgot to equip it. You know, you, mm -hmm. you, you don't have equip, you can't use it. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, that, that was a really interesting point because if you looked at, if you looked at seven and if you wanted to, you could have attack and magic and summon and item and mine yes. and enemy skill and, you know, steal and all of these things. You could have like 12 different actions that you could have on a character, on any given character. But in eight, you have to choose. And every guardian force had its own specific action that it would add to yeah. your potential attack. But you could only choose four. And right, attack, right, right, and right, attack right. wasn't going anywhere. So you really, realistically, you could only choose three. So you had attack. And then it was like, well, draw, you start off with draw, summon, or excuse me, um, draw, uh, uh, item, ma magic, and items. Yep, magic. That's another one, right? And I that, mean, well, but that's the thing is, I think that's why I left out magic so often is because it was another one that I just left off that list, like you're saying. Yeah, it, yeah, because if if you're if you're spending it, you're also <laughs> getting worse. But yeah, you know, mug uh that's right well i that's think right. i think mug mug actually mug steel. took over attack so that oh, that right, didn't right, right. that didn't usurp a, a spot but like card revive you know all of the different ones mm -hmm. you really had to choose and that was always you know a little bit mm, because you you know you wanted to use your your guardian for, for forces you know right and you but wanted to you, use your magic you know, and you wanted to draw, but you had to balance the, okay, well, I need to make sure that whoever has magic is stocked up with revives yep. um, if I'm kicking out my items because then I won't have Phoenix down. So it did right. make you really go, no, all right. It, yeah, it was a juggling act because certain parts of the storyline too forced your group to have different um, compositions of the characters, mm -hmm. right? So you couldn't have the same three powerhouses just mm -hmm. take you and carry you through the game. So um, yeah, it, I, I liked how they did that. It, it really forced you to, to really pick and choose um, how you wanted to do the battles. It was a but, lot uh, more particular than seven. In yes. seven, you could do what yes. Dice did. And just go and grind with Cloud, Tifa, and Barrett, and then show and up just, in the North Crater and just say, "Daddy's goodbye. home. <laughs> Who want it?" Yeah. You know. So I, it, it's funny because I, I feel like I, I really need to replay Eight again because it's it's been a long, long time since I played. But 
I mean, the, yeah. I, I I played through it once. I mean, this was back when I was oh geez, what we, we talking about like fourth grade, and not ninety five percent of the time me playing. I mean, is is me now knowing I, I was playing the game incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. And just yeah. totally non optimizing my characters, and, and and again like we've talked about like having to make some of these decisions. Uh, these these were hard decisions for me to make, and I don't I didn't fully understand like the importance of these decisions. But it, yeah. it would be it would be interesting to play again now, no, knowing some of the things yeah. I know now. I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those things we've talked about in the past. Is uh, you you get a chance to play a classic game for whatever reason you get an inkling to to pop it in nowadays, and and you're gonna have a whole different perspective on it now, of course, um, and knowing all the things that you didn't know, and you know, all the little tricks and stuff. So it is easier, but. Uh, it is, it's still fun to play. So, uh, Tis a doozy. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, kind of last thing with the battle system before we move on from that is that Dice was talking about this earlier, but one of the unique things that they did was you never could go back into an area and just like lay waste because as you leveled up, so did the enemies in the area. Mm -hmm. So, enemies became stronger. They learned different things based on Squall's <laughs> level. Um, Go, so go back that, and find level one gopher, and he's he's kicking your butt. Yeah. So I don't, you guys remember the forest outside of the garden? Like right away, there was that like wrestling ball looking thing. I forget what it's called. This is up. I mean, <laughs> just the worst enemy. There, there's a couple. There's a couple of those early enemies. You're like, oh, give me a break. <sighs> you again? Yeah. Like the 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 T Rex was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I, that was a goal of mine is not leaving the garden before I could beat the T Rex. <laughs> oh, brutal. Um, uh, other than that, Colin, all I have here is character classes. Like, you know, how did they do that in this one? Yeah, I mean, with the three party or with the three person party. As far as classes go, everybody is everything, kind, much. kind of. I mean, some characters are noticeably weaker than others. Um, I take that back because it just, it just on it kind of depends on the them. weapon you had too. Yeah, and it, it, it depended yeah. on that. So, um, but with the three with the three character uh, Final Fantasies, everybody has to be everything because if you don't have four, then you're missing something somewhere yeah. in those old D and D tropes. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, it's they. I mean, the, the characters are cool. I mean, they were definitely distinct from each other. Uh, classes, though. No. Yeah, it wasn't really. You know, you're locked into Dark Knight. You're locked into White no. Mage. No. Like you're saying that it was. Yeah. yeah, not 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 the case. And some sometimes you would just happen to have the materials that you needed to uh, get somebody's weapon that was a higher level than everybody else's, and it's like all of a sudden your weakest character becomes your big hitter. Yeah, mm -hmm. and which was kind of fun at times. Yeah. I mean, you know, unlocking those certain things, you're you're, yeah, rewarded with it. But, um, yeah. Anyway. Um, what one of the things that that I I love about eight, and we've talked about this a, a couple different times, is the triple triad. I was just writing down <laughs> mini game <laughs> systems. Oh, so the best. But before before we started, I was talk, talking with Scoot. And I said, "Oh, hope, hope we don't talk about that triple triad." <laughs> We're going to talk about it right I, now. I, oh, I knew it's coming. I, it's a very important part of the game. Uh, it, it was just it was a part of the game that I largely skipped. Fair enough. Oh, 
I and love I, I, Triple I know Threat. I'm missing out. I don't think, unlike Nine, this one you had to play at all. I think uh, you could entirely skip it if you wanted to. Um, so it is totally understandable. Yeah, why and, play another uh, game inside of a game? Who does that? Creators. Right? So I mean, the thing is, is that. You, how, how do you, how do I have known? Like how they have given me some sort of instructions into like, hey, if you do this, you can get some good items out of this. You you can get some good yeah. some good resources from from participating in this triple triad. But but when I first was playing, I didn't understand that. It's like oh, this is just this yeah. is a cool little dumb like side game. But you know, I'm, I'm gonna stick to the main story. Yeah, I mean, Colin, how did you get deep into triple triad? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because, 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 weren't you able to like convert cards into items? Yeah. Yes. Yep. They they had some of the best items. Yes, I want to yeah. say if you got the character cards mm-hmm. themselves, which, which that allowed I, you to make special, oh, yeah, make special things, and um, so that was a cool aspect of it. Oh, hey, monkey. Um, she says hello. That was a. I thought that was a really cool part of being able to convert those cards into things that you could help make you get you weapons or other items <sighs> yeah i was a total total bum total bum and skipped out of it what what an idiot what an idiot i was <laughs> no i mean it, well but that's the thing it's it's another one of those mechanics in the game that you didn't know was there the first time playing through mm-hmm. uh the, I, I the triple triad i loved music i love that little excitement you get as a match starts they're very fast matches i mean 30 yeah. seconds sometimes a minute you know at most um you kind of know right away if you're gonna win or lose yeah um but it was a it, very simple game it wasn't you know because uh, in nine the card game got a little bit more complex with combos and elements and all that stuff this one was just straight up numbers versus numbers yes um, it was i mean there was there was and, some elemental stuff to it but there, it wasn't yeah, as confusing because, Depending on the region that you were in, they had different rules at the time, mm. and if you played enough, you could change those rules. So there was a little bit of that. Um, that was the but, worst part, though, was some of the rules. Yeah, that like made when you it, go to New Horizons or whatever, the fishing town. The um, Fisherman's Horizon. Fisherman's Horizons. I want to say they had one rule there that was just like, are you kidding? I can't do this. Well, the rand- <laughs> the random rule came in at that some point too. and you had to be careful yeah. or else you're going to lock it into the region and yeah. random was just it just was like all right here's five cards you have and it's Good like luck. you know you could have like four fungers and your squall card and then yeah. you know they're they got everything you're like give me a break you know you're gonna yeah. lose your squall card and you're like gosh dang it and getting it back was yeah, it, it was and, just and, a nightmare oh, th- that's right that's another thing what what which prevented me from getting into it is that when, yeah. when you lost, the opponent could steal one of your cards. That's right. And you'd have to play them until you get it again. And yeah. there was different, ah, I mean, different ways. That. There were different yeah. trading like rules. Like there was one where even if you won, you you swapped cards. Like if they yeah. captured one of your Full cards deck. and you captured four of theirs, like you would get their four, but they would get your one. But if your one is like that good card, it's like oh man. <laughs> I that part was frustrating, and there were ways to change the rules back, but yeah. that too was just like, oh, it's just another thing kind of that you have to do that's just tedious and time-consuming, and it's just, you know, it's like a fetch quest to, to get somebody to it say, was. change the rule. But again, it was entirely optional yeah. in this one. 
Um, and I liked it for that reason is that, you know, I didn't have to do it. Um, but if, again, once you kind of get sucked into it and if you, okay, we go back and talk about game guide. If you use a game guide to do it, it mm-hmm. goes pretty quick. And, uh, um, yeah, the items you get are great. I don't know. Triple tryout, 10 out of 10. Oh, fight me. best. I'm seeing it in the <laughs> chat and absolutely best mini game in Final Fantasy history. I don't, I don't think that there is a, I mean, there, there might be closer seconds but it's not like a 1a 1b kind of thing triple triad yeah. reigns supreme it's just it's good short sweet what else you want it is it is now um i'm trying to think of some of the other mini games and i i, I trying to think but I, mm. i'm i'm just thinking of other other things in in this in in this game that are more pulling to me. So excuse me while I go on the tangent. This game reminded me a lot of Final Fantasy IV in a way. And I don't know if that's just because I mm. love Final Fantasy IV, but there is the... I know that there's the Cecil and Kane who are buddies and then they're not. And then they kind of mm-hmm. like the same girl. And Squall and uh, Cypher and Renoa kind of a little bit have that. I mean, you never see Cypher and uh, Squall as friends, but there's that Renoa connection between all three of them. You go to the moon. That's a big part of the game, um, which they or, or excuse me, you go into space rather. Um, yeah, right. And the, that space scene with Renoa and her well, yeah. drifting um, where it's like, you know, if you mess up the mini game and it's like Renoa's lost in space forever or whatever it's like oh my oh the oh no <laughs> sweetheart <laughs> i failed you yeah. oh man that that's just like such a such a bummer the, for for as much as i hated the, the idea of a love story when i was a kid it's got the best love story and it's not even close like the renoa squall love story is absolutely bananas wow it are you is... are you calling best love story <laughs> out of all of them you know it. I mean, Yuna and that, that's that's I, the one that's on on the tip yeah, of my tongue. It's definitely top uh, you guys can okay. enjoy your Tiger Beat magazine love story Thank with uh, yeah, Titus, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you can if you flip the next page, it's got JTT as well. So enjoy, enjoy so, that. No, but going back to what you were saying, though, Colin, why did it kind of remind you of four? more uh than others i guess i think just because of like the dynamic with squall and cypher and yeah. renoa yeah. um that yeah. certainly had a bit to it the and this this is a final fantasy trope so it's not necessarily um unique to this final <laughs> fantasy <like> but <laughs> uh the the sorceress surprise she's not the bad one it's somebody controlling her kind of like Golbez was being controlled and Golbez and Cecil you find out are brothers in Final Fantasy 4 where you find out the sorceress Adia used to watch those kids growing up when you know when they were growing up right Um, right. so there's a connection there that you know between the the person who you think is the bad bad person and the protagonist there's an unknown connection between the two uh just like in both of those games and like i said um 
the Renoa Squall Seifer uh, kind of triangle uh, going to space. Uh, that's a, that's another one, uh, another thing yeah, that kind of reminded right. yeah, me of it. Yeah. So there was a couple of things there that reminded me. Okay, so quick conspiracies and conjectures. Do you think those two worlds are the same world? Well, we've already Ooh, talked about that, are, are and you, absolutely they are. The, oh, the question? Oh, we, yeah. Oh, we should do another one of those the, with dice. The controversy? Dice. We, yeah. have to do, no, we have to do that. We did, a, we did a show of... I, it was a great show. I did a little bit of homework and found a way to connect pretty much all of the games on the same world. Not saying that all games are connected, but they all happen on the same world. So but you see that that wall behind him? It was like a wall like that, just with a bunch of red strings pointing to the same thing in yeah, all the different worlds together. It was it was pretty FBI stuff that, going on. That's pretty good. Pretty much, um, it's kind of like uh, uh, Charlie Day in It's Always Sunny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. but I, I think that I just saw comparisons between the two. It just kind of reminded me uh, of that when I was playing it and. Um, Cipher never comes, I guess, back to the to the light side, if you will, like Kane does, in yeah, um, in that. But I, I just thought there were there were some some comparisons that reminded me of the two. I didn't like Cipher, anyways. He was a clown. <laughs> I'm seeing he was, was a good antihero. He was a good yeah, anti-hero. he was a good antihero. That is true. Yeah. Um, seen in the in the chat, Unitite is not comparable. I will fight someone. <laughs> <Hate> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, hey, you know what? Uh, He's right. So I guess the only other mechanical kind of thing that I have written down here, Colin, for this is um what did you think of uh trans transport around the world? You know, your your ability to use cars, fly, walk, um, those kind of things in this game versus others. Um did you like it? Didn't you? The uh, the car was nice because you could avoid battle. You had to have fuel, which was you had to rent kind it. Kind of a pain. Too. <laughs> had to rent yep. it. Now, one of the things is, yeah, it cost like three thousand. Uh, I think it was a gill in this game. Could be wrong. The probably wrong. We're always wrong. Who cares? Yeah, we are always wrong. Doesn't matter. Three thousand currency. <laughs> You, the 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 better that you did, uh, you could earn money as a seed perpetually throughout the game. Right. You'd essentially just get paydays. Oh, I forgot about that. So, right. Kind of cool. Um, so renting the car was kind of a pain because the amount of money it took, but it was nice. You know, flying around was cool. Um, Once the yeah garden took off, that was pretty. Yeah, wild, the, to be honest. Yeah, the garden. You, you had the garden there for a while. So there was definitely some um, so, some good modes of transportation and getting around. There were some cool, unique areas. Definitely. That, yeah, that, that, that I liked. And as the game opened up at the end where you could do some more exploration, that was cool. But you had to be careful because the end sneaks up on you. If you're not it careful, really did in this one. Yeah. It, if you're yeah. not careful, you are going to get to a point where you can't enter any towns, um, because everything is sealed off, and it's kind of like, well, there goes uh, triple triad, and there goes a lot of the stuff that I would otherwise be able to do uh, as a sec- as a, you know, after the game, right. you're kind of pigeonholed into okay, well now you have to go fight Ultimicia. And that yeah. sucks because once you get there, you're just like, you're if you're not prepared, there. you're going to get smoked. 
well, if you are prepared, kind of what dice, you're going to get smoked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what you were saying, Dice. Like, did you get stuck in that there for a while? Did you eventually beat it, or did I, you I, have to find an old save file? No, and I, start I, over? I, I did beat her, but I mean, jeez, it took me a lo long time. A lo lot of, uh, yeah. I, I had to train a lot, of, a lot of my guardian forces. It took me a lot of grinding, but a different kind of grinding than what I was doing before to have my characters yeah. ready to fight Altimesia. Mm hmm. I just remember something about using um, that little Moomba, right? Do you remember that item that you could uh, synth from cards and rare items that was, it basically did max damage every use or something? Uh, I, you I, know what? I got, when I played this game recently, what exactly what happened, what I just said, just is what happened is I, I wasn't using a game guide. So I, you got stuck I, at the end. I really didn't have a, um, I really didn't have a timeline of be like, okay, make sure now I need to do all of these things before I, I go and see Ultimesia. Cause if I keep going, I'm going to get stuck with Ultimesia. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened to me. Um, and so I didn't get to do all of the stuff that I would have liked. And yeah, so that was kind of a bummer. And that was one of those, like, hey, with a game guide, it was easier. Otherwise, it's just like, okay, I'm playing with my phone, reading through game FAQs the entire time. And it's like, I don't want to yeah. be doing that. <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah, it just seems like a pain, you know? Yep. But it won't get uh, won't get you stuck, so. It, it is. Uh, I should, you know what? I should, I think we, last time we were talking about game guides, we looked up some prices on some of the game guides. And they're not as expensive as I thought that they would be. From being out of publication, that's, yeah, kind of surprising. Yeah, but. so, I don't know. But, um, yeah, mechanically, it, there was definitely similarities between Seven. The They had less mini-games. I mean, they had a Chocobo mini-game, kind of. Yeah. But it was, yeah. I don't know. A little I, gold saucer this time. Yeah. It, I, I think Triple Triad made up for it. It was just an, it was an, it was an, it could be an obsession, like, got to get more cards it's like if you played magic the <laughs> gathering it, it, it's yeah. you just kind of got that same feel just like have to get more cards have to you know like be the best um so as as somebody who plays magic and can and, and i can relate to it on that level like the the, the connection that i made with tetra uh that i made with triple triad was was pretty easy right out the gate um I mean, a hundred percent. It uh, it was exactly kind of like what you're saying. It's one of those games that you felt like you you wanted to go collect all of them and just become you know the best. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was very fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think. It's just you know mechanically, the junction system and the guardian force system was pretty. I thought it was pretty cool. But it did, it did cause a schism in kind of, the, I don't know if it's fair to say the Final Fantasy community, but I know a lot of fans were split on it like we've talked about. And they went away from it. I mean, they ended up going away from it. Nine, it wasn't anything like it. So apparently they said, eh. Yeah, I, you know, and... Dice, I, I don't know if, well, and Colin too, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like we've talked a little bit about every time they make a new numbered entry in this series, uh, they're going to kind of change stuff, mm -hmm. uh, especially sure. with mechanics. Um, 
did you know for you guys it wasn't a game breaker i don't think it was for me either at all as I far as how it. this game played yeah i i enjoyed it as a game and i still do like i said at the beginning is it's still fun and easy enough to play um so yeah mechanically maybe not necessarily my favorite but uh definitely not my least favorite for sure yeah dice yeah i, I this this is a game i i feel like i definitely need to go back and play because like like i said 95 percent of the time of me playing it was just a, a misunderstood playthrough fair enough fair enough well shoot let us know what your second thoughts are the next time you uh, go around uh with this one because it, again it's it's definitely worth a playthrough if you have the time i don't know if it was because i didn't use the game guide um but even as a four disc game it seemed like it was really short and that may be because At times, yes. that may be because i just didn't do all of the extra stuff that was on the side that i would have done otherwise but just thinking back to I'd seven it just seemed like a, still, sh still, a short four disc game because yeah when seven came out and it was three discs like Oh, this is gonna take years to beat, right? Yeah. It was like, and then a four disc game, you know? Holy smokes! I mean, you retired by the time I beat it, and then you play it, and it's like you just start rolling. And I know I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Just kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm looking up. I'm looking up. Time it to complete. Faster. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, a full completion is probably gonna is obviously gonna take a, a lot longer, but you know just running through it but so it like says, i said it's, it's, it says the the main story main story average is 41 hours main plus extras uh, is 57 yeah i don't Com believe completionist that. completionist 83 yeah thank you i mean okay. that I, I i don't know if they're averaging like the I, average joe I, or yeah, if you're I, I getting everything I, right i just uh, play slow i guess <laughs> yeah i don't know 41 hours it, it seemed like I, I breezed through it a lot quicker but I don't know. Maybe I maybe I didn't. So yeah, in in the chat there, the squall Seifer reminds me a bit more of the Cloud Reno relationship. Uh, I I would get that. Um, I, Reno, I don't know though. I don't feel um, like Cloud and Reno interact as much I as Squall yeah, Seifer. But did. in the remake though, that might that might change the light a little bit as far as their relationship goes. Um, you know, maybe we'll get to see a little more of that back history, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely there definitely does seem to be some past beef between those two that we don't know about, and that beef yeah. is just very upfront and present uh, with uh, Squall and uh, Cipher. Cipher. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I I I don't know, but I I I I think Final Fantasy is a. I think Final Fantasy VIII is a super underrated and underappreciated Final Fantasy. I think there's a lot of us that would say that right along with you, man. It uh, still ranks up there. Easy top five for me. Um, it was my favorite growing up as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah. yeah at, it's got at, a good place in at, the heart. At the time, the story was definitely the, the redeeming trait for me for this one. Mm-hmm. Because sure, the sure, the, co sure. the combat I was a little lost on, but the story I I was I was fully invested in that. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. It was it was an interesting story, and it had some twists and turns, and some you know very typical Final Fantasy tropes that some that we've already talked about, and we'll talk about the story That's another for time. Next time. But right? yeah, um, 
I mean, overall, I, I guess um, a, as a game, I know that we stopped doing this for a while, and I wish that we we didn't. Yep. But I'm gonna do it. We're again. gonna we're gonna do it again, and that is. Why is Final Fantasy VIII? I'm asking you both, and I'll answer to you. Why is it the best Final Fantasy? I'm not. I'm not saying that it is, but if you had to make an argument to somebody to say, since we're reviewing eight, why is Final Fantasy VIII the best Final Fantasy? What is it that you would say? Opening cutscene. Perfect. Dice. Wow. So, so for you, Scoot, I, I, I'll, I'll get back to that. But, but you. No, no. Eight, eight was was the the cream of the crop opening cutscene for you, huh? It was my most memorable. Um, it was the first time I think I had my own like TV to game on and like my own console, and for that reason, I probably watched that introduction like too many times. So. Um, I'll still watch. It. I loved it for that. Uh, f- okay, so for a serious reason though. Um, yeah, because of the story in this one, uh, like you said, is that the story of this one is is so different than the others. Um, the futuristic aspect of especially Ethsar, and and then of course we haven't even touched on Laguna. So that alone is one of my favorite things about any Final mm-hmm. Fantasy is is that whole the way they told this yeah. story um, with Squall. Very, very good storytelling yeah. elements, absolutely. A lot of uh, a lot of kind of having to deal with time and using time as a driver in the story, which I think that I'm just trying to think ahead right now. It's kind of the only game that really uses this weird concept of time as a, a huge yeah. driver uh, in the story. Ten a little bit, but Final Fantasy One. Yeah, right, the original Final Fantasy. But that one. was pretty much like, oh, you're going back in time, or would, you know, yeah. you've talked to the elders, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. It, this one made you think. There were times in this one you're like, okay, what's happening? Present pastor, yeah. Uh, Dice, what was your? So why is this the best Final Fantasy? You know, so story storytelling's taken. I, but Sorry. If, I, if I had to come up with the second one, I I have to say this this game more than any other Final Fantasies, when it comes to beating the final boss, I felt sure. I felt such elation <laughs> to, have, yeah. to have beaten yeah, Altanesia. No, sure. I, I yeah, felt yeah, like a yeah. true warrior. I, t- <laughs> I, I, ste- I, I stepped you know, in I the gulag you, and I emerged victorious. I, <laughs> I bet you there's a fair number of players out there that got to the end and never finished yeah, this I, game. I, I mean, I was and, close. I was close to throwing in the towel. Yeah. Yeah. A shame. And in the chat there, uh, yeah, Final Fantasy VIII is the great, the last great uh, story. Again, wouldn't disagree. Nine... Mm. I, th- I don't and know. Ten, 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 I thought it was good, and I thought twelve had a quality story. Ten, yeah, die. They all really did, but eight for me is a feeling kind of thing. Yeah. Again, like as a nostalgic pull, eight has a really, you know, it's a good story. I think that for me, what make what would make it the best? I think if I, I might basically say two things. One that is definitely divisive, and that is the the care that you have to. Mm, the care and ability that you have to optimize your character. Uh, but yeah. the second thing would probably be protag relationship. So love yeah, story, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the relationship Up between um, 
Squall and Renoa is, I mean, I, I don't think that there's another one that is within you that realm. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, we'll I, fight about stories I, it's later. so, it, it, it just evolves really well. I think it evolves a lot better than um, Titus and Yuna. And it's a, a lot of character development. There's a lot of character development in that game. Yep. And I love it. So five out of five, Colin. I'm I'm laying it down. Five out of five. I'm play this game. Uh, yeah, I, I'm seeing in the chat. Admittedly, Final Fantasy VIII has some of the weakest supporting character development, though. Yeah, there are some weak uh, supporting characters, no doubt about it. Yeah, but it look, get, look at that but you have the whole. Uh, now come on <laughs> i mean you have that whole you know other i mean irvine alter. had one job it's like dude take the <sighs> shot homie yeah but ward is like one of the best side characters I I, well argue. i don't think so... it's saying that every character is weak i think it's just yeah, saying that right yes some of the characters because no, in every they're, final they're fantasy weird. there are characters in the party that are irrelevant and eh, but in in this right, one, yeah. Irvine, Selfie, Selfie yeah, and Irvine, right, right. I mean, they're like s irrelevant squared, right? They are yeah. mega. Um, they're, they're just... I won't disagree. Yeah, they're just, nah. But I think that Still Laguna, Ward, and... Uh, uh, oh, man. Irvine. No, I'm, we're talking about the... Kairos or... Kairos, yes. Kairos. Kairos. I was going to say Kronos. I knew that wasn't it. Um, though That whole shtick right there i think is a makes up for a lot of some of the weaker character development, it was cool so. yeah it was cool it's a fun way to tell a story but yeah yes yes yeah. yes yes um cool now what makes it the worst final fantasy one you should never play scoot uh the beginning of the game the tutorial you can't skip through it um you're forced to sit there for like a half an hour while the slow text of dialogue crawls across the screen yeah hated that hated that to this day <laughs> dice the final boss she is a jerk <laughs> you know what you're real rude <laughs> oh man that's good at least somebody doesn't like her i mean we all struggled with that one so yeah i think yeah. that uh for me it would it would have to be there is there is definitely there's two ways to play this game one with the game guide you're going to have a lot of fun and you're going to get a lot more out of it which is true for most games but this one in particular because this one if you run it too quick you're going to get pigeonholed at the end really bad yeah so yeah that's the thing is that uh yeah it's one of those games that you have to make sure you save several uh save files yeah. back in the day yep you know def deaf homies so cool well listen it's a, it's a great game if you haven't played eight is worth uh, 10 bucks or whatever it is on i think it's on switch right now uh it's on the ps4 uh, it's on the ps3 yeah i think uh i'm like 99 sure so because i know they recently released a bunch on switch and i think even on the xbox i think it's pretty much a all platform pc of course yeah. back and, uh, and I, I, yep, okay. I will note though is uh, on the pc if you're looking to get it um the remaster has some mixed reviews go for the original for now um and yes in the chat uh you can basically cheat this game that's a pro tip if nobody else out there knows uh just don't 
gain experience points and the final boss is very easy <laughs> so didn't know if you guys knew that but that's how i uh did it one time on a playthrough wow totally works yeah. cool well gentlemen so anything yeah. else for the good of the order all my notes are checked off here i don't even have notes it, we we do our reviews colin we we look up stuff we uh this is our job, right? Yes, yes. Um, I, no, it's not. And that's why we do whatever we want. Cool. All right. Well, um, listen, it's a great game. Pick it up. Totally worth it. Uh, next time, we'll talk a little bit about the story, which I think is, and I think that we've talked about is one of the most redeeming qualities. Not even redeeming. It is one of the best, just overall one of the best qualities that makes it stand out from other Final Fantasies. So, would agree. Sweet deal. Dice, anything? No. Get it. Play it. Beat that Scoop. boss. Become a warrior. Anything from you, Mr. Mr. Scoop? No. All right. I'm going to say uh, thank you to everybody listening out there in the audience world. Um, good to have you all uh, join us tonight, and uh, happy day. Yeah, we're getting a lot of uh, this. This week is the highest amount of traffic we've ever gotten. Wow. In look out in, uh, on a weekly basis. So the people to, are uh, listening. Ask them to bump up our servers here. Beautiful, beautiful. Start having to sign that uh, six-figure, seven-figure contract. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's gonna. Be All right, good. hey, uh, leave us a review if you hear us. Tell your friends. Thank you to everybody that's listening um, here in the states, uh, abroad. We got like. Every time somebody follows us on Twitter, somebody from the UK, it seems. It's like we got this uh, feel like the Beatles, but in reverse. It's <laughs> a good thing. We're going to take off soon, man. Yeah. I can, I can just, uh, so close. All right. Well, uh, we'll end it like we always do. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>